So today we celebrate the solemnity of the motherhood of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And I loved our second reading today, Paul's letter to the Galatians. Let me just reread some of this for us here. Brothers and sisters, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to ransom those under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons and daughters. So God had a plan for us. And in the fullness of time, when the time was right, God sent his son. And that's what we've been celebrating all week long in this octave of Christmas. The birth of Jesus, our Savior, the Savior of the world. What is he saving us from? Our sins and death. I think it's important that we keep that in mind. Otherwise, we don't really appreciate what God has done for us. And not only did God come to save us, but he came to make us his sons and daughters. Not only did he redeem us, but he actually wants to share with us his glory. His glory. And Jesus talked about that at the Last Supper. John, in his gospel, records it in chapter 17, how Jesus desires for us to be one with him and the Father, to share in their glory. The glory that they shared before the foundation of the world. And what was that glory? The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. He sometimes gets forgotten. But Paul goes on here as proof that you are sons. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave. You are no longer slaves to sin. You're no longer slaves to sin and death. Which is to say you're not a slave to fear. So then what are we? (laughs) We are but, but a son. You're now sons and daughters. And if sons and daughters, then heirs, heirs of the kingdom through God. And then I was reading this morning because the Holy Spirit put it on my heart. What Paul wrote in his letter to the Ephesians. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is Ephesians 1. Yes, Ephesians 1. Verses 13 and 14. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, 
You were marked in him with a seal. That's baptism. You were marked in him, in Christ, with a seal. It's an indelible mark. It's like a divine Sharpie pen. And God marked you. He claimed you. When he marked you with that indelible mark, with that indelible seal, he was claiming you for himself. Remember that when you were baptized? Well, maybe you don't because you were a little baby. But maybe you remember when you baptized, you know, your kids, your grand or godchildren. The priest made the sign of the cross on their forehead. And then the parents and godparents were also invited to make the sign of the cross on their forehead. And parents and godparents and grandparents, you can still do that to your children. You should do that. Bless them. You have that authority. You have that, you have that authority in Christ to bless your children. Bless them every day. God, God works through that. So in that, you are being claimed by God, through God, for God. In Christ, it's awesome. You were marked in him with a seal and the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. So we've already received the first installment of our inheritance. The Holy Spirit, you've already received the first installment of your inheritance. So you're already sons and daughters of God. We've already been made new creatures. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a new creature. (laughs) Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, you're a new creature in Christ. There we go. Tell them, you're no longer a slave. You're a son. You're a daughter in Christ. And then you can remind them, you're also an heir. An heir of the kingdom. I know it's early and it's January 1st and we may have been out late last night. But I'm telling you, it's true. It's almost too good to be true. And I think that's why we have a hard time believing it. We have a hard time accepting who we are and what we have become. Because it's just too good to be true. But it is true. This is the good news. This is the good news. And Mary in a sense, becomes for us something that we look forward to. She was full of grace from the beginning. She was the Immaculate Conception. But that was, in a sense, God's way of showing us what we will all become. So, like, Mary didn't just receive the first installment. She kind of, like, got the whole thing up front. (laughs) But that, again, was just God's way of showing us, like, this is what is to come. There's more. There's more. 
So I just got back from a three-day conference in Grand Rapids, sponsored by Encounter Ministries. And it was beautiful. It was inspiring. There were over 3,000 people there from all over the country, even from all over the world. And we had a gentleman come, a Catholic, Damien Stain. He's not a priest. He's a layman. He came from England. The man has a wild story. He used to be possessed. He talked about that a little bit. I didn't get the whole background story on him. But now he has a great anointing on his life to preach and to pray for healing. So we had a healing service. There were over 100 people healed of various infirmities. One kid even had a big knee brace on and crutches. And afterwards, he was standing up on the stage, holding up the brace and the crutches over his head, walking off the stage. Pretty cool stuff. And so it's just, I wanted to share that because one of the themes of this conference is there's always more. I think we tend to put God in a box. We put ourselves in a box. We label ourselves and we label each other. And in doing that, we get tied down. We get weighed down. And it's hard to have hope. It's hard to be enthusiastic if we live with these labels that either we have put on ourselves or maybe other people put them on us and we believed them. We believed We have believed the lies that people have told us or the lies that we've told ourselves. And who's the father of lies? Satan. Yep. That's what Jesus called him, the father of lies. And that's just what the enemy wants to do is to keep us hopeless, full of despair and fear. But God wants to set us free from all of that. And Mary wants to be a mother and a sister who accompanies us through this life, which can be really painful at times, for sure. Really trying and troublesome. But there's so much more that God has in store for us that is beyond this life. And we always have to remind ourselves of that, not in a morbid way, pun intended, but in a hopeful way that the Father has prepared a place for me, that Jesus has prepared a place for me in the Father's house. But even before I get there, God has come to me, Jesus The Son of God has come to all of us. Emmanuel has come to us. And then when he went back to the Father, the Father and the Son, they poured out the Spirit, their Spirit, their love, their glory. And so we all have received that. And we can always ask for more of that. That the life of God, Christ in me, the Holy Spirit, can set my heart aflame and and enlighten my mind with divine truth and wisdom and knowledge and understanding to keep fresh the meaning and the purpose of my life. 
God has a plan for all of us. It's a good plan. And he is the author of your story. And so I just invite you at the beginning of this year to make an act of of faith and hope. And hope. And love. That this year won't be just like any other year, but that you will actually grow. Grow in your friendship with God throughout this year. Make that commitment to yourself and to God. I'm going to spend time with you every day in prayer. It it doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. But as we draw near to God, he draws near to us. I mean, he's always so close to us. As St. Augustine said, he's closer to us than we are to ourselves. But we need to recognize that and ask him for that grace to be aware of his presence and his power and his glory more and more so we can become all that he created us to be. So let's entrust all of this to Mother Mary. As I said, let's crown Mary the queen of this new year and let's crown her the queen of our lives. Let's crown her the queen of our relationship with her son Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit so that we too can walk in this newness of life and all be witnesses to hope in 2023. Amen.